This 100th episode of the School of Last podcast is brought to you by Patreon sponsors Shell Baxter, Peter Margaritas, Sandy Joy, and John Charlton. If you'd like more information on becoming a sponsor of the podcast through Patreon, check out Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash School of Last. Welcome to the School of Laughs podcast, brought to you by SchoolofLaughs.com. Whether you're an aspiring comedian, a part-time pro, or a speaker who wants to become funnier, this is the podcast for you. We'll break down tools, tips, and techniques to help you get bigger, better, and more bookable. And now, here's the show. Hey, this is Rick Roberts. Thank you guys for tuning in to episode 100, one zero zero. You know, I don't know if I've done anything a hundred times on a weekly basis. I guess brush my teeth, <laughs> something like that. It's amazing how quickly the two years or so, just under two years, has rolled by here as we hit episode 100. And it's funny, when you first start something like this, uh, you, you do these numbers. Like I, You don't have to put your number of the episode, but I like to do it so it can be referenced easily. But I put three numbers there at the very beginning, zero, zero, one. And I just laughed when I did that. I'm like, what am I thinking? We're not going to get to 100. I'll never need that third digit in there to keep it coherent and cohesive and slick looking. And boom, before you knew it, here we are, 100 episodes. So a lot of that is obviously credited to you guys. Each one of you who are listening right now, whether you're on the treadmill, whether you're walking your dog, you're in the car on the way to a gig, whatever it might be, uh, when I see those numbers of downloads every week, I know people are listening and they're getting something out of it, and that's enough to fuel my fire, buddy, and and keep it rolling. There were times uh, over the 100 episodes where I thought, man, we may not get an episode on the air by Thursday, and I think maybe one time it slipped over to Friday morning when I was staying at a luxurious hotel and the Wi-Fi had gone down and I couldn't upload it, uh, but over overall, by and large, We've been able to get an episode up every Thursday, so it's there Thursday night at the latest, sometimes Thursday morning, but definitely always by Friday, so you guys have it for the weekend ride that I assume most of you guys are going on, hitting the road, maybe doing some gigs or spending some time away from work where you're working on your riding. So all the kudos to you guys for 100 episodes. Of course, I couldn't have gotten this thing rolling without our good buddy Gavin Miller, who's on a uh, paternity leave, <laughs> if you want to call it that, with his uh, new baby and uh, enjoying some of that time as he still continues to work his woodworking projects and his handyman stuff where he's kind of got that business going. Uh, between those two things, the podcast, I said, hey, don't even worry about it for a while. You know, if you have time to come back to it once that baby gets to sleeping better, uh, you're more than welcome to hop in here. But you don't have to feel obligated to, to punch all these buttons and do all the things. And uh, and he, he's taking advantage of that time. And I don't know if you've seen or you're friends with Gavin on Facebook, but the beautiful little girl. And uh, he's having a good time with that. And we're going to actually hear from Gavin a little later on in the podcast. So uh, stick around for that for sure. What else is going on? I tell you what, uh, big time going on here in Nashville. I want to get this story out of the way and up front so you guys listen to it and you know about it before I get into more details about the podcast and the direction we're going from here. But the Broken Record Comedy Show, 
the show that we had last year, the show where you've heard Chad Ryden on a couple of episodes talking about breaking the Guinness Book of World Records for the longest show, Multiple Comedians. They broke it last year. It was like eight and a half days or something crazy like that. And they're doing it again this year, kind of in conjunction with the Wild West Comedy Festival that's going on here in Nashville, Tennessee. And they want to break the record just a little bit so it's something crazy as it was the first time. And uh, I had Chad leave us a message and to help you know, tell you more about that. Here is that message right now from Chad Ryden about the Broken Record Comedy Show. Hey, Rick and School of Laughs listeners. This is Chad Ryden, America's favorite comedian of all time. Thank you very much. Uh, just reminding you that Broken Record Show Volume 2 is May 15th through the 23rd at the East Room in Nashville, Tennessee. It's the greatest, dumbest thing we've ever done twice. The only thing's more pointless and silly then more than doubling the world record for the longest stand-up comedy show, Multiple Comedians, would be topping your own Guinness World Records title by just five minutes. Guess what we're doing? Beginning 5 a.m. Sunday, May 15th, we're starting a show that lasts the entire duration of the Wild West Comedy Festival. Eight days of 24 hours a day, non-stop stand-up comedy, all the way through the morning of May 23rd. We may never stop. I don't know. I can't promise anything at this point. We may do the show until the end of time. Nobody can break our world record if we never stop the show. It's a lot of fun. It's going to be great. Uh, tickets are on sale now. $10 for a day pass. That gets you 24-hour access to the show. Week-long passes are just $60. That's uh, 20 bucks off. If you came every day and bought a day pass. That's math. I did it. Uh, VIP passes are available, too. They're more expensive, but you get a shirt. You get a show poster. That's a bunch of other stuff thrown in, too. And, oh, special exclusive seating. Oh, boy, fancy. It's going to be super fancy. Uh, hope to see you guys there. It's going to be a lot of fun. More information is at brokenrecordshow.com. And, of course, naturalstandup.com with all the shows around town. Um, you can find us on the Facebook, the Twitter, and anywhere else you can advertise yourself shamelessly. Thank you very much. Hope to see you guys there. Have a good time. So there you go. If you're in the Nashville area or if you're anywhere close, I mean, that show's going on for seven or eight days there, it sounds like. So stop into town. Anytime you stop by the East Room, there's going to be a comedian on stage. And uh, if there's not, they could put you up on stage. <laughs> you know, there are some minimum requirements to be a performer on that show. And you can check out all the details at the uh, website address that Chad gave out there in his uh, message. If you are coming through town and you can pick and choose when you're going to be there, why not come out on the night when I'm doing a set? I'll be doing sets throughout at different times, but for sure, I'll be doing a set Wednesday, May 18th. From 7.30 to 7.45, it's a 15-minute slot, and those slots uh, every evening, I think, are going to be recorded for Sirius XM to uh, play, to let everybody know about the world record. So that's pretty cool. So if you're around on Wednesday, May 18th, uh, give me a shout if you're coming through town. I may be over there early. I might could meet you for dinner or meet a group of comics for dinner somewhere close by. And then we could all head on over to the East Room together. Again, it's Wednesday, May 18th. I'll be on stage from 7.30 to 7.45. But somebody is going to be on stage all week long. And that's pretty cool that Chad has gotten a lot of sponsors and got some momentum behind it this year after last year, kind of like barely getting through it. So pretty cool stuff. That sound means I'm going to go to the email box. 
And in the email box this week are some, I will call them 100th episode birthday cards from listeners out there. You know, a few podcasts go, I said, hey, send in some emails to me and let me know what were your favorite episodes, what you liked, what you didn't like, what we could do more of, and how the podcast has impacted you on your comedy journey. And I've got a short stack here that I'd like to read from a variety of listeners all across the country. Uh, the first one here is from Brent Mulberry. Brent, I met a while back. He was at that time in Lexington, Kentucky, and he had driven down to Nashville uh, three weeks in a row to take the comedy writing class, and I got to know him a little bit better there. And now he is over in Greenville, South Carolina. And he says, hey, Rick, you know I listen, and I'm a big fan of the podcast. I've learned so much and have been encouraged by people in the trenches throughout this podcast. Uh, why do I listen? Because comedy can be such a lonely venture. Isn't that true? There aren't many people with the kind of experience you have that are reaching down to people behind them and showing them the ropes. Sure, occasionally I might get a tip here and there, but often you're just kind of fumbling around in this dark, hoping you don't hurt yourself. I think there are tons of topics you have left to cover and could easily make another 100 episodes if you choose to. You've definitely become a mentor to me in this. Brent, man, thank you very much. I'm glad that you're getting a lot out of this. And uh, 100 more episodes could be happening. It's going to take a little bit of help, but I think we're going to get the keep the ball rolling and i'd be interested in what some of your topics are brent if you want to follow up and shoot me an email with maybe some topics for different shows uh brent goes ahead here and tells me about some of his favorite episodes he says here the first episode i ever listened to was episode 20 where you talked about setting comedy goals it was the first non-comedy writing comedy related activity i ever engaged in that exercise is what led to me starting my own shows, jumping out of the boat and risking a bunch to do my own theater show, and even give a bit of guidance to my 2015 and 2016 goals. So that's one podcast that I really, really do like. I also could talk about the episodes about tips for your websites, contracts, getting work at a club, comedy joke workshops, giving, not getting, and so many more. And one last thing on the topic of giving and not always asking – I just started helping out my local club after the shows, just sticking around, helping to clean up, thank the audience members, shut down the sound system, hang some posters, whatever they needed. And now they're talking about me coming on as a house MC and starting a monthly family fun clean night, which I was inspired to do from listening to the Midwest Clean Comedy Podcast. Anyway, thanks for all you're doing. Keep it up. It makes a big difference. Brent Mulberry. Brent mentioned a few different things there. I don't want to skip over them. The first episode at episode 20, the comedy goals. Listen, folks, if you only listen to one podcast out of the entire hundred, maybe you stumbled in here today, it's your first time listening, and you're like, what's this guy doing a best of? I've never even listened to these things. Well, episode 20 had probably the most impact of any of the podcasts that we've done. So many people downloaded the tip sheet for that and set up their comedy goals for the year to come, and including me and including Gavin. And, you know, having those goals there made sure that I had a direction of focus and I got things done. I can tell you for a fact, even when I first started comedy, I had goals, but the goals were kind of, I guess I would call them almost like shallow goals. They didn't have a lot of depth to them. You know, the goals were strictly to get on stage X amount of times per year, but there weren't anything as far as quality of getting on stage. And so the goals that I set now for myself are much more in depth and uh, multiple layers to them. But anyway, that is a great episode that you referenced there, Brent. Episode 20, if you guys want to go back and check that out on uh, on the podcast, you know, these podcasts are still out there, so check it out, episode 20. Uh, other episodes he mentioned there, you know, were about writing, and I think a lot of you guys liked the writing episodes. In fact, let me uh, pull up another, here we go, another email that came in from Josh Shirley. 
Josh Josh wrote in and said, hey, my favorite episodes are where we get knee-deep into comedy shop talk. Specifically, I've enjoyed episodes number 62 and 63, which if I go back and look at my sheet here, those were titled Bouncing Back from Bombing and Mistakes New Comics Make. That was a great back-to-back couple of episodes there. He enjoyed those two. He enjoyed episode 71, which is trying out new material. Episode 50, which was right now, right now. And episode 34 as well, which was comedy shows that make you stronger. A great podcast about some of the situations you get into when you're doing stand-up. And he also liked 53 website tips and 55, the showcase set review, which I think is my favorite episode as far as talking about material because we talked about getting the showcase set together and then I recorded it and kind of broke it down with Johnny W. in the post session. I'm glad you got a lot out of those, Josh. He also says that he likes the interviews uh, with Johnny W. where we talked about you know him going full-time into comedy and he also liked the episodes where Gavin's jokes were kind of pitched. We kind of workshopped his jokes in general. Then he went and tried them on stage. And then we listened back to that on stage set and broke it down. He also dug the podcast with uh, Jeff Jenna, Lewis Ramey, Keith Alberstate, and Nate Bargatze was the best, both about painting a picture of comedy career and just about being a great comedian. That show actually made me a huge fan of his. And that's cool. Nate is a great comic. He has his very own style. He's uh, It's just interesting to watch him work on stage. I've seen him probably three times here in the past two weeks just working out material, you know, working out material before he did another Jimmy Fallon set back on April Fool's Day. And it's just cool to see him take the jokes, work them around a little bit, and get them to where they're TV ready. So I'm glad you like Nate. I should try to get him back on the podcast at some time down the road to talk about some other topics as well, but uh, I'm glad you like that. Whether or not I should continue the show, yeah, back a few episodes ago, I was actually considering not con- continuing past 100. Uh, we're going to go past that, and I'll tell you a little bit about that in a little bit. But he says he's learned a tremendous amount of information from the school last podcast, and he's even got a whiteboard in his basement where he dedicates time to write. He's got an Evernote app that he uses to organize a set list and get the most out of any time he's in front of an audience. And Josh Shirley has also started a local comedy showcase, and that's helping him get in with other comics and get booked on other shows and even learn a little bit of cash on the side. So Really good feedback, Josh. I appreciate it taking the time to type all that out, send it in, and let me know what's resonating with you. I think a lot of the other listeners, uh, especially, you know, share your interest in those podcast episodes. The the writing stuff seems to be a big hit, and the interviews. Some of you kind of find that a hit and miss, but those for me are where I can learn some things. And hopefully, if I can learn stuff, you guys can still, you know, find a couple of notes to write. And the interviews also sometimes it's just catching up with a buddy which is a nice benefit of doing the podcast. But I'm always trying to find things that I can do that I'm not doing and listen in for some tips from those guys. So there will still be interviews, plenty of them. But I'll also maybe try to get more writing tips from the folks that I interview here on the show. Another email came in from Greg Adams, and I like this one. He says, first off, I'm not even doing comedy. I'm just a guy who's been thinking about it for like seven years now. He's 40 married, and they've got three kids, and life is just pretty busy. But that said... He's writing some funny songs and trying to get the courage to start playing them out locally. And listening to the podcast has been the highlight of his Friday mornings when he listens to it on the way to work. So that's pretty cool. He says the podcast gives him hope while he's still feeling overwhelmed with everything that's going on around him. And he really wants to get into comedy. And it's like this podcast is kind of keeping that dream alive and giving him something forward to look to, giving him something to look forward to. 
as uh, he develops his comedy stuff. So hopefully, Greg, you, you kind of jump over that bridge. It sounds like you're on one side trying to develop enough material to, to start. I know time is an issue, but I'll also tell you this. You're never going to have a perfect set waiting. So the best thing to do is just get out there and fail and pick it apart and pick up the pieces that worked and go at it again. Uh, Greg also says here that he also liked stories like Johnny W. and Brian Bates and their moves to full-time comedy from just starting out. He says those are inspirational, and those are, man. Johnny W. and Brian Bates are both both at, you know knocking it out of the park at a high level right now. Uh, Johnny's on the road a lot doing church events and also preaching a little bit on the side. And Brian just headlined Zany's here in Nashville about eight years after he started taking the comedy class. And that might sound long to, to you guys who are just listening in, but you know, for 6.75 years of that time uh, since he started taking the class, he was also working a full-time job, which you know had overtime and stuff like that. So he went full-time a year ago last January, and he's about, what is that, 17 months into it or something like that. So uh, Brian's doing great. Had his headlining night at, at Zany's on Sunday. I got to do a set on that show, as well as uh, Nate Bargatze and a couple other characters around town. Uh, Jim Seward, and who else was on that show? Mark and Nunson. So it was great, and Brian recorded a CD. So what I'd like to do maybe is get some of these guys that took my classes and have recorded CDs and DVDs and put those on the website. That might be a good idea is have a, have a link on that success page where you guys can go download their stuff if you want to. Cool. Well, thank you very much, Greg Adams, for sending that in, and I appreciate that. Let's get over here to another email coming in from Robert Talbot. Robert said, hey, I listened to your podcast a little while ago and heard you might be considering discontinuing the podcast. That's a bummer. I use your podcast as a top-notch comedy reference library. Hey, that's pretty cool, man. I don't know if it's top-notch, but if you think it is, I'm all for it, and I'm trying to make it that. It is a, uh, you know, 100 episodes, just think about that. If you are wondering about something about comedy, I've probably covered it at least in passing in one of the 100 episodes, and uh, if not in-depth in some of the podcast episodes. So I'm glad you're using this as a reference library, Robert, and uh, feel free to dig deep in that library, download all you can, keep on listening, and I will be continuing the podcast again a little bit more on that in just a little bit. Thanks for sending that in, Robert. Another email here. i got two more, so stick with me. i like to share... Share what other folks like you are thinking about the podcast. Uh, you know, I, I would read all of yours if, you, if everybody sent them in. And uh, I just wanted to print out a few here today. So this is from Mick Holt. He says, uh, hey, among us, other things, I love the uh, podcast with Lewis Ramey. He's listened to that one three times already, he says. And he also enjoyed the episode where Gavin talks about the must-have apps for the road and just stuff in general. And he liked the first writing episode with Gavin where we covered the uh, homeless on Facebook joke and some other stuff. So that was very popular, and uh, you know it was fun having Gavin in, in the studio and on stage a lot in the first 100 episodes, and hopefully we can get him back on here. Uh, Mick also says, hey, I looked what it would take to get into doing a podcast myself this year. I was going to call it Open Mick and talk about my journey from the open micro to whatever I make it to. But what I discovered is there's way too much work to put into doing a quality show, which yours is. So I sort of have an idea of at least how much effort you put into your show and understand that. Mick, you know what? That would be a cool podcast to hear you starting your journey and going through it. But it is indeed a lot of work. I didn't really uh, – I didn't think it wouldn't be when I jumped into podcasting, but I didn't realize how quickly the next week comes. You know, like 
boom, we'll get it up on Thursday. And then all of a sudden, I like to have another one recorded by Monday or Tuesday so I can edit it down and get it up on the on the show, you know, up to iTunes or what have you uh, in the next week. And it's a really quick turnaround because typically Thursday, uh, I get it uploaded, then I'm headed out of town to do shows Friday, Saturday, traveling back home on Sunday, then boom. I just got a few days to get the next one up. It's like a furnace with, with a big fire, and I've got to go out and get the firewood and, and keep it churning. So I know some of you guys uh, listen, talked about, you know, you're not not overly, uh, what's the right word? You know, the, the interviews you find interesting depending on the person, but maybe it's not your favorite type of episode. But those are honestly, uh, you know, if we didn't have those, I couldn't feed that fire every single week. And so sometimes it's that reason that I'm interviewing people is to give you guys an episode right when you need it. But again, also just to get some information from those folks. So uh, thanks there, Mick. And uh, while we're on the the topic of podcasting, you know, let me just do a little side side note here and kind of tell you what the process is like for putting together the School of Last podcast. Because you know, if you've never done it, you may not know all the steps or what it takes. You might be considering doing a podcast. I know a few of uh, my listeners and. A few of my interview folks are doing a podcast now. Peter Margaritas is uh, ramped up and doing a podcast, as well as John Garrett, and there may be some others that I've missed out on there, but I'll definitely let you know where you can listen to those podcasts in a minute or in the show notes. How about that? But as far as what it takes to get the podcast done, the first step, of course, is finding the topic and whether it's something about writing where I have to sit there and prep for sometimes five or six hours in depth if I'm recording information or, or, or sets to put on the show. I have to get those things together and it can take a while to get the show to record before I even hit the record button. And I'm not kidding when I say sometimes five or six hours. It's, it's not generally that, but it can be up to that. Then you hit the microphone button, you record. This episode, I'm not going to edit too many of the little goofs out of. Uh, you probably heard me stammer and stumble a little bit. Not only am I dyslexic, but I grew up in Kentucky and went to school in West Virginia, so I've got plenty of things working against me when it comes to speaking on the mic. But typically in an episode, I will edit out you know, quite a bit of ums and errs and things where I stammer a little bit just to make it a better listen for you all out there in the audience. Again, this episode, a little less of the editing so I could get it out to you on time. But the editing can take anywhere from 30 minutes up to 90 minutes, depending on how in-depth it is. Some of the interviews that I had, uh, early on, I just let them run as long as they needed to go, you know, and I didn't edit anything. And some of them got to be over an hour. Recently, in the past 20 or so episodes, I've gone back when I've interviewed people and actually, you know, chopped quite a bit of it down. If I found they were repeating themselves or we got the point across or, you know, maybe they told a story that was interesting at the time, but I, I listened back to it and go, does this mean anything to the listener about comedy specifically? If it didn't seem like it resonated as much as the rest of the interview, I had to find some places to chop that and kind of get in and get out and make it as seamless as possible. And that can take a while. It really can. 90 minutes is, is no exaggeration. It could take longer sometimes with a, a longer interview because you're listening to the interview back at real time to make the edit. So it's, it's going to take you at least as long as the episode is, an hour and probably double double that. So that's the next step, editing down the video. And then, you know, coming up with the title of the show, that's fairly easy. The show art, I use a couple of different things to get that done. Early on, if you look back at the first 50 episodes or so, I was just using PowerPoint, and I would drag an image in or create an image. Sometimes I would draw an image, take a picture of it with my cell phone, upload it, and that would be the little you know picture there in the, uh, what would you call it, the podcast episode banner. 
And then uh, maybe in the past 30 or so, I'm not sure how long back it was, I stumbled onto this great app called Typeorama. And I believe it's a paid app. I, it wasn't much if I bought it because I'm pretty cheap, $4.99 or less. But it allows you to uh, not only create images, but then save them as in multiple formats. So save them as a Facebook post, which I do with these. Um, you can save it as an Instagram post, as a, as a perfect square like it was a CD cover, uh, as your Facebook banner if you wanted, Pinterest, all kinds of different things. So that app has been pretty helpful. It takes still, once I get the idea for the image, it can take another 15 minutes or so to kind of get everything pulled together and make that image look nice and smooth. And then I crunch it down so it downloads quickly. You know, all that, again, adds some time to it. Then the show notes. You know what? The show notes can take a while. As short as they are, I still have to do them, and it's it's faster to go into WordPress, open up a new post, and type it in in that format. That way I'm not cutting and pasting and having to reformat something in WordPress. Uh, so it's opening up that app, which means i got to get online, hit the new post button, and start typing away. And then there's what a little plugin called Yoast, SEO, uh, help with Yoast. And what that'll do is go back through my show notes and see if my notes reflect what the title of the podcast is. And sometimes the podcast title is just the person's name with a couple little, you know, descriptive words after that. And if I'm not using that in the description in the show notes, it penalizes you that in Yoast and lets you know that your score, you know, it gives me like a green light when it's got enough factors that it's going to be easily searchable. And it's a yellow light when you're getting close and a red light when you're not even close. Uh, so that kind of helps you fine-tune your SEO, which I don't know a ton about, in your podcast show notes. And then you put in your tags, and you put in uh, as many as you want, but you lead off with the two or three tags that are most relevant. And sometimes you create those if they're new topics you haven't covered before. Other times you just click on some previous ones and upload that. Then you also have to create the, uh, I forget what they call it, the snippet you know, if you go to Google and search School of Last Podcast, whatever pops up on Google, those 140 characters or maybe it's less than that, 131, you got to kind of write a description of the show so somebody that hasn't seen the show understands what it's all about. And you got to get that right at the certain amount of numbers of characters. And that can be a challenge. And that can take 10 minutes sometimes, uh, crazy enough. So just getting the thing up on WordPress and, and uploading the image to WordPress and saving that as your featured image so when people come on the page, that's the one that pops up. That can take a while. Then the fun begins. Then I go back and take all of that text in the WordPress description in the show notes and go back to my actual audio file. And actually, before I do that, I upload the file to Auphonic. You know, once I've edited the episode down as much as I want to get it edited, and I'm talking about just as far as the flow of it, I upload it to Auphonic, which is a website that allows you to Upload any file and convert it to any other kind of file. And while it's doing that, it can kind of even it out. You know, sometimes the guest I have on the podcast is two feet away from the microphone and I'm right up on it. And Alphonic will bring our voices closer together so there's not so much of a, a roaming feel to it and it's much smoother. Alphonic is a paid app that I pay each month for. And you basically buy credits or minutes. And so a shorter podcast takes up less of my credits. A longer one takes up more. And I refill that pretty much every month just to make sure you guys get the best listening experience possible from the recordings that I have. So that's a step. I take my file after it's edited, upload it to that. It takes maybe five minutes and it sends me back a link where I can download the, the adjustable 
the adjusted podcast that they've tweaked, and then I take that, open it up in iTunes, and then right-click, hit Get Info, and go in and fill out the show notes on iTunes. So I copy all the text that was in the WordPress feed and paste it into the iTunes description, and I save that as well as the show title and a few other factors. And then I also eliminate some things that Apple iTunes will penalize you for having in there. Too many links to external things or uh, even images aren't really uh, advisable when you go into iTunes and, and do your show description on on that. So that goes on. And then once I get that taken care of, I go into iTunes on my Mac and drag that MP3 out of iTunes onto my desktop and from there, I can upload it to Lipson. Lipson is where the podcast lives, and that's where iTunes goes to gets it, goes to get it. That's where Stitcher goes in and grabs it. That's where my website goes in to grab it. So I've got to put it in Lipson, and then again, I got to copy and paste those show notes into Lipson and do uh, some tagging on that and episode titles. I've got to mark it whether it's uh, rated G or whatever. It's always rated G on my podcast, but there's things to select from. And then you schedule when it goes live. And so you go in there and manually schedule, if you're doing it in advance, what date and time you want it to go out and where you want it to go out to. So for me, I have it go to my WordPress site. I also have it go to um, my Facebook feed and then go to the power player that you can play the episode off of on my website. And so I can upload it to Lipson then, and even three or four days in advance, I can get the download code from Lipson and make that podcast available to anybody in advance. And what I will be doing in a few months is making the podcast available as soon as I get it done. Uh, you don't have to wait till Thursday if you're going to be a Patreon sponsor. I'm going to give you a link to the podcast as early as I get it up. If I get the podcast uploaded on Monday of that week, you you can go grab it Monday if you want. And that'll be something that's available to the Patreon sponsors. So a little bonus there. But you get it all scheduled. You click uh, Publish, and then it publishes to Lipson to the server. Then I go in and get that code and bring it back to my WordPress page. Does this sound like a lot of work to anybody besides me? It is. Go back to my WordPress page, click that into a little box so that it will upload it to the page. So when I make the School of Laughs page with this podcast episode available, it'll upload it uh, naturally and people will be able to click on the banner image, which also create a link from the banner image to that podcast episode to the MP3. Uh, the Play Now button connects to the MP3 and then the Power Player at the bottom. So all that goes to say, that's getting the podcast ready. Then I scheduled the WordPress page to go live on Thursday morning or, or whenever to uh, you know coincide with the Lipson publishing. And so that's something I've learned that I can do. I can schedule the, the post to go whenever so I don't have to be in a place 10 a.m. on Thursday morning for it to happen. So it'll just appear. Then after I've got all that done, I go back and check all my links and start planning for the next week. So if you didn't know what went into a podcast, uh, that was kind of a rant ramble right there. But Mick mentioned it is a lot of work. It is. All the all the episodes that I've uploaded uh, take a long time. And the show notes, the tagging, the SEO, all that can take up to five and a half, six hours per episode, even after the interview is done. That's why I was wondering if I wanted to keep going after 100 episodes. It just seemed like, whew, man. How many hours have I spent on this podcast and what could I be doing for my own career instead of 
doing the podcast. And there were times where I kind of let some things slide, especially in the first year where the podcast was the main focus, but I was letting some of my gigs slip away from me and some of my contacts and stuff weren't being, uh, you know, I wasn't nurturing my client list, if you want to approach it that way from a business standpoint, the way I could have if I had those extra five and a half, six hours a week back. So that is part of the reason I, I opened up this Patreon opportunity for people to kind of support the podcast. If I was just looking at the hours I spend on it, um, you know, I may never get the actual dollars equal to hours. I'm not really worried about that. But I also wanted to make sure that I was creating enough value out there to continue it. Because if if I was just doing this five and a half hours a week just for myself and nobody was getting anything out of it, then it would be an easy call to just cancel the podcast and move on with my own career at full speed ahead. But I do like helping others. You know, that's part of my genetic makeup. And I get encouraged when I see the success that people out there, the listeners have whether it's from my advice or just what they're doing in their own career, I kind of get fired up for it. So if, you, uh, if you're if you thinking about listening to the podcast and you're getting stuff out of it, uh, check out that Patreon information. Uh, again, patreon.com forward slash school of last, and you can learn more about it. Uh, anyway, thanks, Mick, for uh, making me think about discussing what it takes to put out a podcast. And hopefully somewhere down the road you get it out and uh, maybe do your own. All right, last email real quickly before we go on to the next thing here. This is from Michael Kane. And Michael says, hey, congratulations for reaching 100. I'm a big fan of the podcast and feel like you've helped me cut the fat from my jokes and help me focus only on the funny. Hey, if that's all you get out of the podcast, it's worth it right there. Edit those suckers down. What I like most about your podcast is when you talk about the writing process, whether it's working on material, the writing sessions, or the fix-a-joke, I really enjoy listening to things that help my writing. Thank you again for all of your help. Very cool, Michael. Well, I think that's kind of a common theme from the information and feedback I got from folks that have taken the time to send me an email or a post is that the writing process is uh, important to cover fairly often. And, you know, for a while there, I hit it pretty hard and I backed off of it a little bit to kind of do some interviews and some other aspects of it. And to be honest, the the writing stuff, I cover a lot of of stuff. I mean, as, as in depth as you can possibly get in the uh, online comedy class. So it's, you know, it's a judgment call on my part how much of that, that course to kind of give away on the podcast and how much to hold back. If you feel like you only listen to the podcast for those writing things, maybe that's a sign that the uh, writing class is right up your alley. Anybody listening that's, you know, you don't have access to a comedy course in your town or you've taken one and all they did was make you get up on stage and didn't even teach you how to write then that online comedy class might be a, a great way to help support the podcast and keep keep the gears turning here at the School of Laughs. And you can always check out information about that on the School of Laughs comedy classes page or the schooloflaughs.com website and just hit online class on that tab and check out the different, different course models that are available there to you. All right, so now I want to go back and talk about my favorite episodes of the podcast and some things that I've learned over the past 100 episodes. You guys ready for this? Uh, a lot of this probably won't be shocking to you, but if you've just tuned in for the first time, you might want to go check out my favorites and see if they can help you guys out. Uh, one that we got early on that seemed to strike a nerve with a lot of people was the Intros, Clothes, and Bio No-Nos podcast. That was podcast number nine. And basically in that one, I kind of went over how you should be introduced on stage, why it's important to look sharp on stage, and things that you don't want to put in your bio that will kind of backfire on you as you try to go out and get some some work. So very much a beginning comedy podcast, and right next to that was podcast number 10, all about contracts. 
which could there be a more boring thing to talk about? I don't know. But could be there a more important thing to talk about? Probably not. And that episode, we also had a tip sheet where you could go in and, and uh, download a template to help you get your own comedy contract put together. Uh, we talked about episode 20 a little earlier, defining your comedy goals. Definitely one of my favorite. I had two favorite writing episodes that centered around writing for TV and for other people. And one was with Scott Dunn, who talked about writing with, uh, I think it was Lisa Lampanelli, and he's written stuff for a lot of blue-collar guys. And that was episode 21. If you want to listen to somebody who's written for others, written for TV shows, that's a great one. And also the episode about writing that I had uh, Martha Bolton on. Martha wrote jokes for Bob Hope and wrote a ton of them back in the day. Uh, she got to write jokes, I believe, at one point for Don Knotts, who, of course, I'm a huge fan. And that episode is episode 47, Bob Hope and Beyond. And, you know, aside from just all that stuff, it was great just kind of hanging out with Martha at her house and seeing the volumes. I mean, volumes, literally notebooks and, and you know, uh, binders full of jokes she's written over the years as well as pictures of her with all these great artists, you know, all these great comedians and, and funny folks. And it was like being in a comedy history museum. And maybe I need to go back and interview her again and just get some of the stories behind some of the stuff that she did. But that was a great, uh, great podcast for me. Uh, another one as far as the Letterman experience was episode 26, Jeff Caldwell. Jeff's a very funny guy, lives in Louisville, Kentucky, uh, was in New York, did that thing for a while, and was on Letterman many times. And in my comedy class, in my writing class, we actually pull up a YouTube clip and watch Jeff do his first Letterman set, where I think the writing on that set is as good as any any set I've ever seen on David Letterman. And uh, just to get his insight on what that day was like and the preparation that went into preparing that set was pretty cool. And I've worked with Jeff many times over the years, and uh, we actually did that interview in between shows up in Lexington, Kentucky at Comedy Off-Broadway a couple of Thanksgivings ago. So another one of my favorite episodes right there. That's episode 26. Uh, I think the episode that had the most impact on other people, and that's why it's my favorite, is episode 44, The Stretch Podcast. Now, Stretch was an acronym I created to help you think of ways to get beyond writer's block, to get beyond just going and reciting the same jokes on stage and actually take some chances in comedy. And that episode actually could be applied to any kind of art form. I think whether you're a songwriter, a sculptor, a painter, whatever it might be, a spoken word artist, a poet, that episode has some specific tips for you to kind of get out of your own way and get more out of what you're doing, giving you permission to fail so you learn from it. A lot of great things in episode 44. And I, honestly, you know, if I if I could recommend something is listen to that every quarter. Pull that one up again every quarter and kind of get re-energized and refocused on your comedy and what you're trying to create. Other episodes that I thought were pretty cool and, you know, just fun overall, you know, like the episode where we watched the Brian Regan special and then talked about it, that and watching the, the first episode of the Jim Gaffigan show. I might do more of those c coming up where we kind of take whatever's going on in comedy at the time and stop for a second and kind of analyze what's going on. That Brian Regan special that he did live for Comedy Central was pretty awesome. And that episode was episode 68 if you want to download that and check out uh, what we thought about that. We also did some episodes around Last Comic Standing when that was on, on the air. And if that pops on again, we will do the same thing. Uh, other episodes... 
Two more here real quick. The Nate Bragazzi and Keith Aberstadt podcast, 74 and 75, both Nashville guys, and that was fun sitting down with them. He has a look at this. There's no podcast that I did not enjoy. Like They were all a lot of fun. Uh, it was great seeing my former students like Monty Mitchell, Mike James, Chris Cherry, Brian Bates, Johnny Wethington talk about their journeys. Um, Karen Eddington as well. You know, she's out there in Utah and uh, making a run at comedy. And it was cool seeing what she's gone through. Uh, Paulina Combau has out, she's out there, man. She is doing it. She's on tour now. She talked about getting uh, all of her ducks in a row and her debt paid down and getting a tug along camper. And she's hitting the road, man. She's doing it. So always cool to see former students doing well and making things happen. So those, I guess I have to say, were also some of my favorite podcasts. Hopefully you guys like those too. So I know I'm rambling a little bit here, but this is just kind of catching up with what's going on after 100 episodes. So I didn't want to rush it. I'm going to kind of go through and tell you a little bit about my favorites and how the podcast is put together. A couple of things here as I get ready to head out the door for today. I put together a little free ebook. You may have seen that pop up in your Facebook feed. I did a little ad for it for a couple of weeks. It's called Getting Started in Stand-Up Comedy. Again, if you're just listening to this podcast for the first time, this would be a great thing for you to go and download. You can go to schooloflast.com forward slash getting started in stand-up comedy, and that'll pull up a, a page where you can hit a couple buttons, put in an email address, and get the uh, the guide. And basically what I did is I took some of the most popular blog posts, which I haven't really talked too much about on the podcast here, but I do occasionally post some blogs, and I kind of cull together three or four that kind of help you get started as far as what your mindset should be as you approach doing stand-up comedy, what some reasonable expectations are, how to get over stage fright, and just kind of how to get going. So if you want to download that free ebook, you can just go to schooloflast.com forward slash getting started in stand-up comedy and grab that. I think that'll be there for a few more weeks. So regardless, when you listen to this, hopefully it'll still be there. What else can I tell you? Here's the plan going forward. What I want to do is for the next three months – Allow time to see if enough of you guys want to get behind this podcast on Patreon. And I mentioned that a few times earlier as I knock over my Dr. Pepper. Uh, without Dr. Pepper, I would be nowhere. I got off a of coffee about five weeks ago. Oh, man. Because I was just like hyper all the time. And then I would get acid reflux. And uh, I got on Dr. Pepper, gained 12 pounds. So, America, this might be our problem right here. Might be going back to coffee before i too fat to do Barney Fife and have to move into the Otis suit here. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, what I want to do is give about three more months. So what are we here? We're in the middle of May, June, July, August. Around August, in the middle of August, I will kind of revisit where the uh, the support is, how many folks we've got on Patreon that are you know pledging, whether it's a dollar a month, up to $10 a month to kind of help the podcast keep rolling. If it seems like there's enough interest there, I will lock it in at that time for a full year. And uh, you guys can jump on board and support at any point. But if it looks like there's enough there to keep it going, I will definitely do that. Uh, not to make this a huge infomercial for supporting the podcast, but I just kind of want to go over again really quickly what Patreon is, in case you haven't heard that before, and what it's all about. And what it is, it's kind of like a Kickstarter thing where you support something that you believe in, but unlike Kickstarter, it's just a recurring thing. It's a recurring charge to your credit card, like once a month, a dollar comes out, and that goes to the School of Last podcast to help offset the cause of host, you know, cost of hosting the WordPress site or uploading it to Lipson, which costs X amount of dollars every month for the amount of bandwidth you're using. 
uh, all these different things that the, the podcast just takes some funds to get rolling. So whether it's a dollar a month, you could have access to Patreon, three, five, seven, and ten, and different things kick in at each level of your support that are fun. And to be totally honest with you, I'm going to be giving a ton of focus to the people that join Patreon and a lot of extra things for them since they're they're supporting. And in a way, I'm creating even more work for myself. But what this is going to do is, is help me connect with those of you that this podcast is connecting uh, for you on the other end with. So I'll get to know who's out there that really is into this. And we've got quite a few people jumped on board already. Uh, hoping a few more of you jump on and support the cast. So real quickly, a breakdown of what you get at each level. The uh, dollar level, you get into our news feed. And our news feed is where... Members that are supporting the podcast can swap ideas, do whatever you want. It's kind of like our own private Facebook group without having to log on to Facebook and get crazy people flaming out and swearing at you and everything else going on in there. Uh, just where we can exchange some ideas. And you also get 10% off a of comedy class if you wanted to, to take any of those things. And that's just at a dollar a month. At three bucks a month, then, uh, what else can I do for you? I'll, I'll fix one of your jokes on an episode or at least give it a shout, you know, a shot. And I'll also give you a shout-out and a mention of your website on an episode. So people out there listening, it's kind of Google and search and see who else is listening to the podcast. It's a great way to kind of get your name out there. At $5 a month, this is where the really cool stuff starts to happen. Uh, each month, I'm going to have at least one bonus podcast, uh, maybe two, but definitely one a month. And it's going to be a mini podcast. A lot of times after I get done with an interview with somebody, we sit here for a few minutes, and then he goes, oh, I should have said this. Or she goes, oh, I should have mentioned that. Or, hey, oh, this is a great tip I should have shared. And what I do is I kick the microphone back on and do like a five-minute or less straight up, straight into your best tips podcast. And that's something that will be occurring every month for the people that are paying $5 to listen to the podcast, and you'll have access to that. You'll also have the early access to every podcast I do if I get it uploaded ahead of Thursday. $7 a month is where we kind of get to hang out a little bit. I'll be doing a Google Hangout every month. In fact, the uh, first Google Hangout will happen this month for Patreon supporters. I moved the date because my family's going to take a vacation, which we haven't done in a while as a full family, so it's going to be pretty cool We're going down to Orlando. But the uh, Hangout is going to be on May 20th. That's a Friday at 8 p.m. Central Time. So if you're a Patreon sponsor already, make a note of that. I'll be sending you more information soon. And your first mini podcast will be available on May 14th coming up. So that happens at the $7 level, the Google Hangout. Also at $7 is the Club 52, which is a email that arrives in your inbox every single week for 52 weeks, a full year. And each week I give you a challenge or something to think about working on that week as far as your stand-up comedy career is going. And I've already got a few of these things planned, but it's going to be 52 weeks of here you go. You, you, you've got some free time this week. Besides working on your act, this is something else you could be working on. Or maybe you do need to work on your act, and here are some specific tips I can give you to kind of get the ball rolling and get the pencil moving this week. And so that's going to be very cool. Club 52, after the first year that it's available to Patreon sponsors, um, it will become a, a paid class or a paid thing you can take if you're not you know, supporting the podcast. So a uh, very cool thing, 52 weeks, just like a deck of cards, Club 52. That's what that's all about, and that's at the $7 mark. $10, lastly, is where uh, after three months of $10 support, I'll be happy to log on and look at your website and give you some tips, some tweaks, some things you can do to make it more appealing to booking agents and to uh, your fans. Or 
if you want, I can watch a short video of you doing stand-up and give you some feedback on what you might be able to do better, different, or just ideas for tags of your jokes or perhaps jokes that can go further and where I would take them. So those kinds of things are available on Patreon as well as the camaraderie and just the fun of being part of something. And it's uh, it's especially fun for me to see the people that are contributing already and uh, helping me get my head around the next 100 episodes, which I think we will do if we get enough of that Patreon support. So uh, the deadline for me deciding on continuing will extend till August, like mid-August, August 15th or so. And again, if I see enough support in the Patreon, we'll just, we'll just keep the ball rolling for another year for sure. That is going to do it, I think. Man, we covered a lot of ground there. Oh, that's right. We forgot to hear from Gavin. Let's roll it. It's hard to change a tire. You have to hide your wires. Cannot juggle fire. There's a baby in the house. Hey there, Rick. Just wanted to say congrats on hitting 100 episodes. Uh, hopefully next year we can shoot for a hundred good ones. Um, <laughs> uh, for anyone who uh, was wondering where we went, uh, we finally had, not me and Rick, me and my wife, finally had our baby. Uh, so <laughs> if anybody wants a baby, I have one. Just hit me up on Twitter or something. She's actually here right now uh, recording this with me. So uh, real low mileage. I can send measurements uh, if you need. Um, that's why I've been out for a bit. Uh, my brain is currently working on no sleep and a constant state of panic uh, as I try to keep a baby alive. Uh, so I can literally barely remember my own name. Anyway, just wanted to say thank you for letting me be a part of something so cool. And uh, nice job on hitting 100. And I'll, uh, I'll be back real soon. As soon as I can uh, find a babysitter or something. And we can move on with our lives. Thank you. Bye. Spend a lot on diapers. Smells come at you like snipers. Please, somebody wipe her. There's a baby in the house. The markers won't erase all the scribbles off her face. Why is she in the fireplace? There's a baby in the house. She laughs just like a goat. Then spits up on your coat You wanna punch Elmo in the throat